to bless our understanding of this sacred text. Will you pray with me? O oh, gracious and loving God, may the meditations of all of our hearts and our minds and our very souls be pleasing unto you this day and every day. Amen. I like this guy, Nicodemus. In fact, this Nicodemus character might just be one of my new favorite people in our Bible stories, except Jesus, of course. Here he is, a Pharisee, a leader of the Jewish people, and he sneaks up on Jesus in the dark. At first, he's all confident, saying, I know who you are. But then Jesus starts saying things that Nicodemus does not begin to understand, and his confidence gives way to a lot of questions instead. And after each of his questions, Jesus' answers just perplex him further. And Nicodemus finally says, how can these things be? I like Nicodemus because I can relate. How often have I read scripture initially pretty certain in my beliefs, only to find something new and perplexing that Jesus says? And I think, how can these things be? And I worry that Jesus may be saying to me the same thing that he said to Nicodemus. Are you not a teacher, and yet you do not understand these things? And I'll have to be honest and say, yes, Jesus, I do not always understand your great mystery. But please know that I am curious, just like Nicodemus, and I want to lean in and listen to what you still want to teach me. That's why I appreciate this painting on the cover of your bulletin. You may want to pull that out and, and look at the painting on the cover. Look how curious Nicodemus is. He's not only listening, he's leaning in, all eyes on Jesus. He seems to be a willing and curious student. I love this guy. Nicodemus arrives in the dark full of all that certainty, and I imagine that by the time he says, how can these things be, he has loosened his grip on certainty, and there is light beginning to creep in to the darkness. For holding tight to certainty or tradition restricts our ability to hear God. As one theologian claims, when we think we've grasped God, we have become overly confident in our knowledge. God is always more. As religious people, we can be too certain about our religious knowledge and not hear the good and often disruptive news of Jesus. And ironically, it is a verse in this very passage that so many Christians cling to as certain. And you've seen it on billboards, on football helmets, on tattoos. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. And I can absolutely understand the attraction of the simplicity of resting in the certainty of eternal life by proclaiming two words, I believe. But I am also aware of the torment that this has caused for so many who aren't as certain, or who are but love someone who hasn't proclaimed those words, because they are also certain that they won't see their loved one in eternity. Certainty can be such a double-edged sword. And maybe they have it right, I don't know. It's just hard for me to imagine a loving God that prohibits people from his kingdom for not quite getting it right 
On the other hand, perhaps you find it unsettling that I am standing before you like Nicodemus, admitting my own uncertainty. And I can only say that I find Nicodemus's transition from certainty to curiosity quite refreshing. And it makes me wonder if that isn't why we are called God's beloved children. I haven't found a passage yet that we're referred to as God's beloved grown-ups. Well, maybe being referred to as a child is a kind reminder that we still have much to learn. Perhaps born from above is Jesus's uh, invitation to not knowing, a call for us to embrace a childlike perspective rather than a rigid belief. Maybe it's Jesus's invitation to a childlike curiosity. As Brother John from the Society of Jesus suggests, a childlike perspective is playful. A playful perspective faces the unknown with courage to discover, with risk to behold, not certainty, but open to questions. Exploring possibilities widely, to play is to gaze in wonder, to do something simply because it delights, act with freedom and inhibition, unconcerned about what others may think, get down low and get up close to look, try it, take risks, be vulnerable. Well, I wonder if being this playful, this vulnerable, this curious when it comes to our faith feels liberating or a little bit scary. Well, as for me, I think I'd like to stay curious, even curiouser and curiouser, as Alice in Wonderland would say. Well, as Cole Arthur Riley writes in her beautiful book, This Here Flesh, she says, I may not be capable of comprehending what any ultimate truth is, but I am capable of at least telling the truth about what I believe to be true. My, most, my inmost convictions, desires, or even an embodied revelation, the truth that rattles in my bones. She goes on to say, a life that is holy is a life that allows for all your uncertainties, your curiosities, and yes, your unbelief, that doesn't just allow for them, but holds them as sacred. I want to say that again, it's so beautiful. A life that is holy is a life that allows for all your uncertainties, your curiosities, and unbelief. That doesn't just allow for them, but holds them as sacred. For who are we that we would demand certainty or clarity of such great mystery? So how will we lean into curiosity this Lenten season? Will you begin by trusting that God will guide us? Will you read a passage of scripture and take in the wonder of it rather than searching for some form of certain meaning in it? Well, our Monday morning Lectio group has been meeting regularly for three years now. Almost without fail, we conclude our time together awed by how God has spoken to us through this ancient passage of scripture and it speaks to each of us differently. Each of us leaves our time together with a word or a phrase that touches our lives in that very moment. And we pray to carry that word with us throughout the week to see what else God might have to say to us. It's a curious but sacred experience. Or will we give ourselves permission to be more childlike, living in a state of wonder? Well, I read a cute challenge this week 
saying that every time that we go outside, we should smell the air like a dog. Do you know what I'm talking about, you dog owners out there? What do they do? Nose pointed up, twitching away, taking it all in. I double dare you to do that this week. <laughs> Our Lenten devotion is certainly encouraging us and reminding us to take in the enormity and beauty of God's creation. Or will you be curious to find out about other cultures or what it might be like to live in a different country, either through travel or reading a new book? Maybe you'll explore the neighborhoods of Chicago with all its diversity of sights and sounds and smells and languages and faith practices. Our community is so homogeneous, maybe you're curious what it's like to be a person of color in America. Maybe you'll join the LaGrange Community Diversity Group and join what they call their uncomfortable conversations as they create a safe place to discuss race and other justice topics. Maybe you'll sign up for our own justice ministry group here at Congo. Well, we hear in Jesus' teachings over and over again that we are called to be his hands and feet, to create a just world for all. So are we willing to ask ourselves, what injustices do we allow to happen because we're not curious enough to ask the hard questions? Pastor Phil Jackson, who some of you have met, who has been with us a couple of times, leads the Firehouse Community Arts Center in North Lawndale. Pastor Phil always helps me to see how we so easily rush to certainty if we don't ask the questions and allow people to tell their stories. Phil tells the story of a five-year-old bagging drugs for his grandmother to sell on the streets. While at first blush, that certainly seems like a bad grandmother, but are we curious enough to ask why the grandmother is doing such a thing? What is her story? What has happened to her in her life that has led her to this point? What systems are in place that cause her to be so desperate? Are we curious enough to go deeper and find out how we might be part of that solution rather than rushing to judgment? Or do we give in to despair, concluding that nothing can be done and we simply look the other way? Well, certainty can be a trap that can lead to judgment. But as Jesus said to Nicodemus, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved. As we loosen our grip on certainty and lean into curiosity like a child, maybe we'll be born again into something new. Maybe we might just find ourselves walking hand in hand with Jesus to save the world. After all, we are moving through a season that began in ashes, began in long, dark days. The darkness, my friends, is giving way to light, like a child who asks over and over again, why, why, but, but why? May we be a bit more like Nicodemus, who leans in with all our questions and looks Jesus in the eye and inquisitively says, how can this be? And then let us just watch and wait for the mystery to unfold. May it be so.
This 